Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. Have you voted yet? You're running out of time, okay? I'm just letting you know there is still some time. So I don't want you to panic and don't go vote during the show, okay? I'll just say that. Wait, 20 minutes. We'll be done, 25 minutes, and then you can go vote. But uh, the days are running short, and I'm, I i haven't voted yet. Can you believe it? What kind of example am I setting? I've been so busy, but I'm going to try to get out later today or tomorrow because in the state of Texas, early voting goes for two weeks, and we're just about done with that. As a matter of fact, the last day to early vote is Friday, and the polls will close at 7, main election day, is Tuesday, November 8th. So there's a lot of talk about voting, which has allowed me to not think about college football, Texas Longhorns, and all that kind of stuff. We're back on the field this week, but I might talk a little bit about my Astros. What an incredible game last night. As you know, this show is not about the sports uh, topic, though. We talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom in the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media, and how excited we are. We're about five years into doing this show. 10 years of Texas Values being celebrated, our anniversary this year. So we're continue to talk about that and be excited about that. Please try to come to our gala on November 11th, where we're going to celebrate. I'll have more to say about that later. But there is a lot of talk about the elections. So we wanted to bring you a great guest who really cares about the importance of our elections and also keeping uh, people in the forefront about issues related to election integrity, things to be looking out for during this time period. And she's got a connection to a good friend of ours. And so today our guest is going to be Lori Roman. She serves as the president and CEO of the American Constitutional Rights Union. And she's got quite a bit of experience and work that she's done over her time and her career. Uh, she's got a bachelor's degree in business administration, also a master of science administration. And she worked in the White House Center for Faith-Based and Community Initiatives. She was the Deputy Director and Chief of Staff, as well as the U.S. Department of Education under President George W. Bush. And she is from Michigan, which is another reason we might end up talking about football this week. But Lori, welcome to the Texas Values Report. I'm so glad to be with you. I love Texas. Well, and I mentioned you've got a Texas connection. I know the uh, executive director for the American Constitutional Rights Union is our good friend, Colonel Alan West, who served as the chairman of the Republican Party of Texas and has done work for a variety of different organizations uh, in the state. And, and we've interacted with him. He's been he's spoken at different events. And so uh, but we're glad to have you on, you know, meet a new friend, an old friend, get acquainted and hear about some of the great work that y'all are doing on these issues. First of all, though, Lori, tell us a little bit about yourself and specifically, though, the American Constitutional Rights Union. Well, ACRU was founded over 20 years ago by two very close advisors to Ronald Reagan. The first one, many of your folks will uh, recognize the name, and that's Attorney General Ed Meese. And he is still on our board and very active in American Constitutional Rights Union. And he so he was our founding board member. And then our other uh, founder was Bob Carlson, who was a close advisor to Ronald Reagan, and both of them started advising him way back before he was president uh, back in California. And so we just are really fortunate to have um, a really firm foundation, amazing board members. I know some of the other folks on our board people will recognize the names, Ken Blackwell, sure, uh, Morton Blackwell, as we call them, the, the Blackwell cousins. And um, 
and we're just, we have a really firm foundation from which to work. And it's also a blessing, as you mentioned, to have Alan West with us. And so we were really the first organization many, many years ago to start litigating on um, election integrity issues. And so we're, we're all about the constitution. We're all about protecting rights. First amendment. I particularly like and care a lot about the second amendment and we can talk about that maybe another day, but, um, but election integrity in 2013 came to our attention as something that a lot of folks, uh, conservatives weren't really doing a lot on. And so we teamed up with another organization and, uh, our, I think our first lawsuit to clean up voter rolls was right there in Texas. And so we started um, suing counties who weren't cleaning their voter rolls. They were leaving on people who were dead or had moved. And dirty, dirty voting, voting rolls are really a risk. Uh, they create an environment in which vote theft can happen. And so um, that's kind of one of the bedrocks. Uh, we don't do that type of litigation anymore. The other group that we had um, been working with still continues to do the voter roll maintenance. Um, Probably the one that people most remember and that we were most famous for is we're the ones that sued Broward County, Florida for some of their shenanigans on dirty vote rolls um, some years ago. And so um, we just really, I feel like ACRU led the way as far as conservatives getting involved in election integrity. And now we mostly work on protecting vulnerable voters. That's our niche. And folks could go to our um, website, the center, it's centerforvulnerablevoters.org, centerforvulnerablevoters.org and get more information there. But we're about protecting the rights of senior citizens and the disabled and homeless and the military. And a lot of voters who get disenfranchised or they get their votes suppressed or they get their votes stolen. And so we're about protecting them. And we do have a nationwide strategy that we launched in 2020 on that. Well, look, this is important information this time of year. We're talking with Lori Roman. She is the president and CEO of American Constitutional Rights Union. You just heard a great description of some of the work that they do. As a matter of fact, that reminds me, as we are broadcasting on Facebook and also in the Dallas, Fort Worth and the Central Texas markets, but I'm going to go ahead and share this on my phone so we can reach more people, get into some groups, some chats, some good conversation, leave us some comments. We invite you to share this on your page as well so we can get more people involved in this important conversation. You know, Lori, we had the Secretary of State on our radio show last week, John Scott. There's been some litigation in the state of Texas. There's been some favorable results by the courts, particularly on the issue that you're talking about. And so even after the elections, there's still some work to do. But a lot of that comes into focus, particularly during this time of year. And it's not a presidential year, but there are statewide issues. And, and anytime there's election, these things should matter. But I mean, there's a lot of attention because we've got our governor's race, lieutenant governor, and all the way down the ballot, some county races, even some school board races. And I mean, look, you know, probably over $200 million is going to be spent just in the governor's race. And so, and people do look at Texas a lot. I know nationally, there's a little bit more discussion about is the U.S. Senate going to go this way or that way, or Republicans going to have control again or not. And we don't have either of our Senate seats on uh, the the uh, ballot this year, but we've got a big governor's race. And, you know, with someone like uh, Governor Abbott, Beto O'Rourke, people that are uh, have a little bit more uh, people, knowledge of people's minds, um, 
you might see with a lot of money and a lot of things going on, people that might engage in efforts uh, to try to somehow, um, you know, take advantage of these things or do something that's illegal or unethical. And so I'm glad to have you talking a little bit about that, because a lot of times people are wondering, you know, what do we do? Is anybody out there that is being proactive on these issues? Well, we do have a vote fraud hotline that's been in operation since 2020, and uh, folks can find where they can um, use a, a contact form or they can call us when they go to centerforvulnerablevoters.org. Texas is one of the states we've been focused on since 2020, and um, nursing homes in particular in Texas, we have been sending them legal letters, the directors of most of the nursing homes in Texas, just reminding them of their legal requirements and protecting their residents from fraud and, and any kind of illegal ballot harvesting or, um, or suppression or vote suppression even. But we send legal letters to the nursing home uh, directors. We offer them materials to uh, help educate their staff and their residents. We have a Senior Citizen Voting Bill of Rights on that website that I mentioned, centerforvulnerablevoters.org. And then we have this vote fraud hotline. And, Interestingly, in 2020, we did get a, a tip from uh, a love, about a Lubbock County nursing home in which a nonverbal dementia patient voted. So we were contacted by a guardian of, uh, of the woman who supposedly voted, the woman who kind of you know, didn't know who the president was or what day it was, but um, their, the daughter had found using the state website that mom had voted after the election. So we mm. do help family members with signed sworn affidavits. We do help them file formal complaints um, to the proper authorities. And so if, um, if folks want to get more information, they can contact us at theacru.org or centerforvulnerablevoters.org. Uh, famously in Texas, a uh, social worker was uh, indicted on 134 counts of forging absentee ballot requests wow. for the disabled people who were in her care. And so um, in many cases, the very first crime that happens is someone forges an absentee ballot application. And sometimes the second crime that happens is they fill out the ballots for them once they get them. But um, one of the things we try to do is just empower people to protect their own loved ones from vote suppression or fraud. And there are some materials on our website that can help people know how to advocate for their loved one who might be in a residential facility. Well, you know, and we're talking with Lori Roman. She is the president and CEO of American Constitutional Rights Union. Their website is theacru.org. I see what y'all did there. Okay, right, maybe. Uh, not the ACLU, don't get confused, people. The ACRU.org is their website. Um, and look, I see this all the time in our state, Lori, that there's a lot of influence from other parts of the country, right? A lot of times, Texas is sort of the prize, particularly people on the left that want to change sort of the, you know, the majority of control in our state and they want to turn Texas blue or whatever their themes and, and marketing campaigns are. But you see people that will send a lot of money into Texas. Um, and for both sides, for Republicans and Democrats, but oftentimes it feels like there's a little bit more um, from the left side, if you will, trying to change the direction of the state. And sometimes that those people, you know, people will come into our state and try to have influence. You mentioned something I want to make sure people understand or just give people a little bit more detail or insight. When you say the phrase and the, the term or concept harvesting ballots, um, explain, give a little bit more detail to people so they can understand what that means. 
Well, ballot harvesting is uh, legal in some states, which, which means in some states you can go collect ballots in mass from people and take them and turn them into the election authorities. In the states where it is not legal, I, I tend to call it ballot trafficking. So for instance, our vote fraud hotline, we got some tips in 2020 that uh, ballot harvesters were, or ballot traffickers were trying to collect ballots from the nursing homes in Florida with the promise that those nursing home ballots would make it to election officials. Well, the problem with that is there's no chain of custody, there's no security, and any director of any nursing home who hands over hundreds of absentee ballots to an activist organization just upon the promise that they might make it to the election officials. It's a very bad idea, whether it's legal or it's not legal. And so we encourage, uh, we, have a, we have a campaign called the Stranger Danger Campaign. And we have radio ads that uh, go all over during uh, election season and mostly aimed towards senior citizens, but that we just say, don't let strangers touch your ballots. And um, sometimes people get caught up with, well, is it legal or is it not legal? Well, either way, it's not a good idea. It's not a good idea to just hand over ballots to someone who could throw them away, could alter the ballots. And um, so we call it ballot trafficking. And if someone comes to your door and wants to pick up your ballot and say that they will turn it in for you, the answer should be absolutely not. I will either mail it in or turn it in myself, or I will vote in person, but you just don't hand over your ballot to other people. And for people in residential facilities, assisted living, nursing homes, group homes, veterans homes, um, they should just be aware that they can exercise their free will and their free choice. No one should be pressuring them to vote a particular way. No one should be offering to fill out their ballot for them. And um, folks just have to guard their ballots. We're talking with Lori Roman from the American Constitutional Rights Union about the importance of elections, about the importance of following the law, making sure things are done ethically, that there is a, a fair amount and a robust amount of an election integrity, if you will. And Lori's describing some of the things that they've experienced over time in their work, but also ways that they've been able to help. Lori, will you give that hotline or that reference to uh, if people want to call or they want to reach out to your organization, if they have questions about some of these issues or if they see something that they think is wrong? Now you're you're catching me right now. I believe it's 888-820-VOTE, but well, it is at Center for Vulnerable. It's on your website. Yes. So yes. we recently Sorry. changed it. So, um, That's no, okay. We recently changed the number to make the last four digits vote. Um, but if they go to centerforvulnerablevoters.org, they will make sure they get the right one and not rely on me. Yeah, no. And, and I imagine there's a link on theacru.org where people can check into that. You know, we were talking about some of these issues with our secretary of state last week for Texas, John Scott. He was a guest on our radio show and, and, and podcast. And so if you're not familiar with this show, it's on we're on uh, a lot of podcasting formats as well. iTunes, Spotify and many of them out there. If you want to listen to the program from last week as well and see what John Scott was talking about. One of the things we tell people too, Lori, is because sometimes it's a matter of proximity, right? Uh, contact people in your local county. The counties are really one of the people that that entity 
is, is the main entity that executes those things on election day and early voting. And so if you've got questions about some of these issues, call somebody from the county elections department if you uh, want more of a closer local connection too. So a couple of different opportunities and ways that people can connect if they've got concerns about these issues, right? You see something, say something, whatever that phrase is that people use a lot, but don't be afraid. I mean, and you know, just to get that information to someone and there's nothing going on that's wrong, great, but there might be something of concern there. And look, every vote counts. Um, you know, the community that I live in, there was a city council race a couple of years ago. I think it was decided by four votes. And then they did a recount and I think it went down to two. I mean, it's hard, you know, it's hard for people to think that that actually happens sometimes, but it does, you know, and, and you think about, you know, what's on the line. I mean, it, it'd be, I think it would be shocking to people if the governor's race, the lieutenant governor's race came down to a couple of votes, but it's certainly possible. And so I want people to appreciate that and, you know, not think about things and think, you know, that it that it's irrelevant or that's probably not going to happen in such a, you know, a big state or a big community that some people live in. But it certainly could. And so, you know, I would like to hear, too, Lori, just to make it bring it uh, home a little bit more for people on your organization, the American Constitutional Rights Union, um, a little bit about your connection with Lieutenant Colonel Alan West. And um, and how that's going. I mean, he's, you know, big personality. He's got a lot to say. Um, and I believe is just is it just recently that he joined the organization. Well, he was he started working with us a couple of years ago um, and he came formally onto the staff in April of this year. But a couple of years ago, we launched a project called Committee to Support and Defend. And that's our that's our veterans organization within ACRU. These are veterans and active duty military who who just really believe that their oath to support and defend the constitution has no expiration date. And so we started committee to support and defend a couple of years ago. And uh, he was kind enough to join us and promote that and be our, our chairman basically of that project. And then this year in April, he came on as executive director. And so um, he works on everything now, including the election issues, but in particular, he has such a close personal bond with veterans. And I see this when I'm when I'm going places with them. Our committee to support and defend, um, when we invite veterans who are listening right now, please, please go join committee to support and defend. And that's just supportanddefend.org. And um, I see this when we're out doing events. I I, talk, I joke about the 15 minute buffer you need to walk through a hotel lobby with Lieutenant Colonel Allen West because <laughs> right. veterans have a a very heartfelt connection with him, and it's very touching to see the the warmth immediate bond that he has with veterans who approach him and thank him for his service and thank you for his continued support of the Constitution and it really warms my heart. And um, particularly if he's in his workout clothes. <laughs> if you've ever, I, I saw him walk through a hotel one time at the Republican Party of Texas convention, and it was like an early morning. And I think he was on his way back from his run. And he, you know, I mean, he had his shirt on and everything. And, you know, he's he's still ready to go to battle. I mean, he's in tip top shape. Yeah, he's out running miles and miles uh, while I'm still sleeping every every morning, I'm sure. But um, veterans just really appreciate him and how bold he is uh, about saving the country. And that's what we're all about at ACRU. We're about saving the country. So if you have veterans and active duty uh, military listening right now, go to supportanddefend.org. It's uh, to join us as a member. Uh, it's only $17.75 a year. And uh, we 
we not only amplify the voices of, of veterans who love America and want to save it, but we also mobilize them. So this year we've been focused on having veterans be poll workers, run for office, uh, get out and advocate to have them protect vulnerable voters in their communities. And so, uh, yes, we well, want their voices to be heard, but we want them to also stay busy in their communities. We, you know, we really do have a country to save and, um, and we're pretty serious about that. Well, look, uh, the area that I live in, in central Texas, I hear reports all the time that it's one of the strongest concentrations of veterans that live in our area. We're not uh, too far from a couple of military bases. And, you know, so it's uh, and so a lot of those people still have that same sense of service. Right. And now they're finding, you know, they're thinking, what else can I do? Well, how can I still serve my country? And protecting the integrity of our elections in the process is certainly a big part of that. So I can see that being a good connection point, as well as many other issues or just looking after each other or making sure that their service and the, the, the type of things that they did continue to be respected and honored in such an appropriate way. We're looking forward to Veterans Day coming up next week. As a matter of fact, our gala is on November 11th, Veterans Day. It's going to be that evening in the Dallas area. We're looking forward to having a great group there. And so, Lori, look, we've got a couple of days left. There's no early voting over the weekend. Make sure people know that. It ends tomorrow, Friday um, at 7 p.m., but then the main election day is November 8th. There's going to be a lot of activity. Uh, some, you know, a lot of candidates, I'll just say, really think their chances uh, of winning are very strong. And, you know, we're going to find out who wins and who doesn't on November 8th. Some people are going to be excited. Some people are going to be disappointed. Uh, but I think everyone would feel better to know, okay, whether I won or lost, it was a fair election and everybody can sleep a little bit better knowing that somebody didn't get some type of an uh, unfair advantage. If you want to hear more and learn more about the work that Lori and her group is doing, theacru.org. Lori Roman has been our guest today on the Texas Values Report. Thank you, Lori. Thank you. All right. We had a great conversation. We went a little bit longer with our guests than we usually do. And I'm glad to do that, too, particularly when there's a group that maybe we're familiar with but have not focused on the show before. So it's good to have Lori go into a little bit of that detail and uh, and also have a little bit of fun, a little banter about our good friend, Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Allen West. But I've only got about four or five minutes left, and I want to talk about some other things that are going on. Number one, I've mentioned it a couple of times. All right. I'm going to do my screen share. That'll be a better option <coughs> so you can see. That our gala is coming up. Where is that? Um, okay, I lost my window here. Um, let me go to this screen share and that. All right. Uh, Texas Values Gala is on Friday, November 11th. If you hadn't got your tickets yet, there is still time. Kaylee McEnany is going to be our guest speaker, former White House press secretary for President Trump. That is on Veterans Day. We're going to do some nice things to acknowledge veterans and to highlight that as well as part of the program Friday, November 11th. We do still have some tickets. This event does sell out every year. I've got an announcement for you. Okay, breaking announcement. Nobody knows this publicly yet. Senator Brian Hughes is going to deliver our state of the state speech at this event. I'm super excited to confirm that with everybody and usually what we do every two years before we go into a legislative session, we have somebody on the, the program that does a state of the state speech, kind of where we are, where we're going. Um, Lieutenant Governor Patrick has done that before. Ted Cruz, Senator Cruz has done that. Also, um, Attorney General Ken Paxton. So it is a tremendous opportunity, but also it's got to be someone that's at that level. And Senator 
Brian Hughes definitely is at that level. He was uh, He's the chair of Senate State Affairs Committee in our Texas Senate. He also is the author of the Heartbeat Law. He also authored election integrity legislation, as well as protections on social media, a whole host of things. He had his hand in a lot of different important um, laws that were passed last session. And he's going to continue to be important as we go into the ne- this next legislative session. But that's just one of the many reasons why you should come to our gala Friday, November 11th in the Dallas area. It's worth the trip if you don't feel like you live that close. We're celebrating 10 years of Texas Value. Super excited about that. You can see that actually on this handout. Let me drop. Oh, I forgot. I need to stop my screen share so you can see me again. Isn't that a beautiful logo there? 10th anniversary. I'm holding it up close of Texas Values. And, you know, look, I'm it's not sort of, you know, a thing where we're bragging. We feel very fortunate, you know, and that means that we're doing something good. If people continue to see value in our work, they continue to invest in us. And they have. And a lot of that is listening to what our supporters are saying about some of our work. Sometimes we have some disagreements. I think they're small disagreements. They're, you know, things where we have a lot more in common, but sometimes it gives us a chance to go, okay, let me think about that. Um, All right. So before I conclude, though, all right, so that's Friday, November 11th. Come celebrate with us. If you've been a part of our work, you volunteered, you've donated, you've forwarded the email, you're a part of us getting to 10 years because it takes all of us. That's Friday, November 11th, txvalues.org to get your tickets. And I want to mention, too, as I said several times, right, um, we're about out of time to vote. All right. Early voting ends on Friday, November 4th, I believe, is the date. And then main election day is Tuesday, November 8th. If you want a guide, look at freevotersguide.com. You might have seen an article that Texas Tribune put out this week, really in a way I think uh, weaponizing or putting people in his position to intimidate churches, suggesting they don't have certain religious freedom rights, about telling people the importance of elections and what the Bible says about them. It's not true. We've responded to that. Um, We've got a great toolkit called Honoring God. If you want to know how your church can legally talk about the election issues, check our website for that. And if you want to just give a donation, you see value in the work we do, txvalues.org, make that tax-deductible donation. That's the way that you help us protect faith, family, and freedom. And that's the way that we not only do it for the 10 years that we've done it, but we do it for 10 more years, 15 years, 20, 25 years, um, whatever it is we need to do to make sure that faith, family, and freedom are protected in Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.